0: most of us have probably had on, if not one, many, many occasions, what is often called a bad hair day. Not necessarily in the literal sense of how our heads are adorned or quaffed, but just those sort of days where very little seems to go according to our plan or our wishes. I know that I have an awful lot of days like that. Occasionally we probably all have times when we would prefer to shut ourselves off from the rest of the world because of Murphy's Law, that is, if anything can go wrong, it will go wrong, and that seems to be the norm. When such days occur, though, we can be humbled by the reminder that we are limited human beings. Even as God came down to earth in the flesh, there were days during his ministry when it at least seems like Jesus was dealing with Murphy's law too now that really couldn't be of course because nothing ever happens apart from god's will allowing it but to our human way of seeing things today's lesson from saint mark's gospel account certainly had that sort of appearance didn't it first jesus family criticizes him because of the way that he manages the crowds he's out of his mind they concluded and Mark tells us that they were out to seize him or restrain him. And if that wasn't bad enough, then Jesus has a conflict with the religious leaders who have been sent out to investigate his preaching, his teaching, and his working of miracles. Having seen and heard about Jesus' success with exorcisms, they claim that Jesus has Beelzebul, that is, the prince of Baal. Baal. They mean to say that he is controlled by Satan and it is by casting out demons through the power of Satan that he's successful. So it was really double trouble if you will as our Lord is first badmouthed by his family and then by the scribes. Think to yourselves for just a moment. How would you react to such criticism and opposition? Now we all probably know the experience of trying to do all the right things with the best of intentions, only to have it backfire on us. And if you're anything like me, which is a flawed and impatient and defensive human being, you probably get quite upset by this and want to lash out verbally or even worse. Prior to what we hear in the gospel lesson today, though, Jesus had been doing much of what he came to do. He preached. He taught, he healed, and he cast out demons. And such activity as you know it would attracted large crowds' attention. And in spite of doing and being all of the constructive and true things we know Jesus to be, his actions and his words still met criticism and rejection. There were lots and lots of naysayers, folks who had nothing to do but to criticize Jesus and put him down, But Jesus answers his critics with a word about life in his kingdom. And he compares that to how we live our lives in the kingdom of this world. If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is coming to an end. Now, simple logic dictates to us that any human organization or group that is divided against itself eventually destroys itself. And the same is also true of Satan's kingdom. To illustrate this, Jesus then tells a parable. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then indeed he may plunder his house. A thief, for example, cannot plunder unless and until he first disables whatever security system is in place. Now, it might seem a little strange to hear a parable with this sort of teaching coming from Jesus, for it it seems to defy the thou shalt not steal of the seventh commandment. And yet the emphasis here is not so much on the stealing or plundering as it is upon the strong man. Who or what is the strong man? Is it Satan? Or is it perhaps even our own selves, our sinful natures? Well, it doesn't matter a whole lot, but as long as a house is both united and occupied by a strong man, even if that strong man is evil, then there's not much that can be taken away from him. Now, I would hope that very few of us give much thought to stealing or to plundering someone's house, but Some of us may well be worried about our own security and our own possessions so that we do worry about someone else stealing from us. What kind of strong men demand our attention? One must defeat this strong man in order to plunder him. To put it another way, you have to deactivate the alarm system before you break in to get the strong man's goods. Now it would be utter stupidity to enter a strong man's house to try to steal the goods within it, unless the one who plunders is stronger still. And this is what Jesus attempts to communicate to his opponents. He is stronger than the prince of demons. Satan may be strong, but he, Jesus, is infinitely stronger. And the moment that he triumphs over Satan, Is also a moment of triumph for his church. For to plunder Satan's domain is when God's kingdom comes to us, on earth as it is in heaven. Our Lord couldn't be clearer. He not only stands in opposition to Satan, he has completely defeated him. Every time someone comes to faith, every time someone is baptized, Every time someone is released from their bondage to sin in any way, every time sins are confessed and forgiveness is proclaimed and believed, the strong man's house is being plundered. Now, there are at least three things we ought to understand here. First, there is a very real spiritual war or struggle involved in the kingdom of God, its battle against the kingdom of darkness. The social ills of our society and of our own community have a spiritual foundation in sin which creates the violence, the despair, and the chaos that we see all around us. When we see the decay of our culture, we are seeing but symptoms of living under the dominion of that strong man, Satan. Each time we pray, Thy kingdom come, or deliver us from evil, we are praying for our Lord Jesus Christ to plunder that strong man's house and to prevail against the devil. This reality is what prompted St. Paul to say, though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments, and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And so a part of our responsibility of claiming to be Jesus' disciples means that we too will be engaged in opposition to evil, remembering that while we are called to fight in the battle, the victory is not ours. It is Christ's. But unless He... Unless Jesus, the Christ, first binds the strong man, then indeed there is no way to plunder his house. Secondly, Jesus assures us of the ultimate outcome. The incarnate Son of the Father has decisively engaged Satan in a fight to the finish. When he was encountered in the wilderness by temptation to circumvent or to step around the cross, Jesus resisted the devil... And so he triumphed over evil. In living a human life that was free from sin, and then by taking all of humanity's punishment upon himself on the cross and rising again from the dead, Jesus has bound the strong man, the one who comes to steal and kill and destroy us. When Jesus uttered on the cross those words, it is finished, he declared that everything necessary for the salvation of humanity had been accomplished including the defeat of the devil. Satan may be strong. He may continue to uh, torment us and to tempt us. But Jesus is stronger. And he will not allow the evil one to prevail over you or over any of his chosen ones. But the third thing to remember is this. If our Lord was able to defeat the strong man, then he is able to deliver us from evil as well. We need not be subject to the bondage to sin that we talk about in our confession each week. Whatever disappointments we may have in ourselves or in our inability to overcome harmful habits or behaviors that are destructive to our lives or the lives of others, our Savior is stronger yet to save. God's arm is not so short that it cannot save or deliver. For through the liberating power of the cross, Jesus frees us, Jesus forgives us. And so he plunders the devil's house and he plunders the house that we build by our own reason and strength. This is the reality that motivated St. Paul to say, consider yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Our situation as Christians living in a fallen world and tempted by the devil may be compared to a story about a cruel landlord. Suppose for a moment that you live in a rundown apartment in the worst parts of a town, and yet it's the best that you can afford. There are holes in the walls and leaks in the ceiling. The carpet is smelly and threadbare. There are rats and cockroaches scurrying around everywhere. The windows seep in heat in the summer and cold air in the winter. And they let in insects, too. The faucets drip constantly and the toilet backs up regularly. And yet that landlord still comes by to collect his rent. And when you hesitate to pay and you complain because of the poor conditions, he threatens you with even higher rent. You have nowhere else to live and you can't afford to move to anything better. And so you keep on paying that rent. One day, though, you hear a firm knock on the door. You open it to behold a well-dressed, polite young man who tells you that he has just purchased the building that you live in. He asks to inspect the premises, and as he sees what sort of conditions in which you are living, he's appalled. He promises to make all the necessary repairs and even to let you live there for free. But shortly after he leaves, you hear another, harsher knocking on the door. You open it and you find your angry old landlord standing there once again demanding his rent. Do you give in to his intimidation and pay up? Or do you resist him? You are filled with fear as you realize that you do not have the power that he has to make you pay. But then you remember, this place doesn't belong to him anymore. You have a new landlord. And so you tell the old landlord to take up the matter with the new owner. Just like that cruel old landlord, Satan will continue to harass and intimidate you in this life. But the reality is, the strong man is tied up. You have been bought and paid for. Just like that ruined building, now renovated by Christ. You will dwell with him forever in his kingdom, in his glory, And you will know that he will even invite you to supper regularly. The stronger one who is both God and man prevails. Thanks be to God for all of his blessings. Amen.